Hey, this is Mariela from the Functional Company. So let's talk about bloating today. Uh, bloating is something that many people experience and I just kind of want to break it down in terms of uh, where the bloating might be occurring, what it would mean, and then what are some things that we could think with to actually troubleshoot or remedy bloating. Okay, so usually there's two main areas, right? You Some people have upper abdominal bloating, which is like right under the rib cage and above their belly button. Typically, that's a stomach issue, unless it's small intestine, if it's a little lower, but uh, usually that's a stomach issue. So if it's a stomach issue, usually it's because the person does not have enough stomach acid in their stomach, and so they're not able to break down food properly. So what happens is that you eat, and then the food has to sit there and break down, and it takes hours instead of less time in order to break down this food, and then be able to go into the small intestine. And so sometimes you could experience acid reflux, sometimes you won't, you'll just experience bloating. And with the bloating usually comes tiredness because your energy is actually going directly to your digestive tract to try and break down this food. And so obviously you don't have as many any energy resources for brain function or you know to put your attention on other things. So you become sluggish with the bloating, right? So, but this has to do again, like I said, with more, if it's upper, uh, upper abdominal, then usually that's a stomach acid problem or stomach function that's not correct. So the remedies typically are uh, like the first line of things that I usually do is just like apple cider vinegar, organic apple cider vinegar, one ounce in about three ounces of water, just to dilute it a little bit because for some people the vinegar taste is strong. If you like it nice and strong, you like the taste of vinegar, you can take it straight like that. So about one ounce uh, in three ounces of water, and then you can do that with your meals or at least twice a day, just to stimulate acid production in the stomach. That usually helps with acid reflux as well, and um, it will start to make the bloating go away. For some people, this is magic, and that's all that's needed. You're just restoring stomach function, right? It's really incredible. For some people, you might need uh, what's called betaine hydrochloride pills, which is a little bit stronger to stimulate the acid production right uh in the stomach and so what you what you'll do is you'll just take one of these pills from one to three times a day uh with meals and it'll just help you break break this food down an additional thing if you have no access to those things and let's say you're bloated one day from a meal you're eating and you're at a restaurant you can actually ask for bitters which they'll have at a bar because they usually put that in martinis and so bitters, uh, which you can actually just get it with like water, fizzy water or something like that, it'll actually also do the same thing, which will stimulate acid acid production in the stomach. It'll help bloating and digestive juices and get, get the whole thing going. So now the other question is like, why is the stomach acid low? So you can listen to the episode on the stomach. If you haven't listened to that already, I'll just touch on a few things here. Uh, one of them is because someone's under chronic stress. Uh, so life is really stressing them out and that usually shuts off the stomach function because if you're thinking about being stressed, if you think about what what happens in the body when you're stressed out is that you're in fight or flight mode, which means that you got to be doing other activities other than digesting food. And so the stomach uh, function shuts down for that reason. Uh, but obviously that's not optimal <clears throat> for the body because we do need to break down food. So one of the things is, yeah, you'll have to take this apple cider vinegar or betaine hydrochloride pills, uh, but... You know, you do want to manage your stress in some other way, figure out how to get out of that stress mode uh, or handle the the main source of stress, whether it's financial, relationship, work stress, etc. Really try to figure out what, 
you know, what's the source of it, handle it once and for all. And if you're just like, I know this is going to take me a little while to handle, you got to have mitigating things like, you know, go for a walk, just figure out, like definitely sit down to eat and don't eat on a, in a rush. So these kinds of things, if you're really stressed out. The other thing uh, that could be uh, for the stomach acid is that as we get older, the stomach function just uh, becomes worse over time. So it, it just reduces. So in your 50s, 60s, it just, your stomach acid production is weaker. Therefore, you need a little bit of additional support from these things, like I mentioned, just to continue the acid production in the stomach. And that way you'll just be able to break down food and, and get rid of the bloating. So that's if, if it's upper, usually that tends to be the thing that handles it. Could be other things, just kind of wanted to mention a few things here. Once it, if it's lower or middle abdominal, then we're looking at the intestines, either small intestine, large intestine, or a combination of, of the two. We're also basically looking at these things. Like, do you have a food allergy that you're totally unaware of? Is there a, an overgrowth of bacteria or fungus, or do you have parasites? These things, pathogens, uh, would also cause bloating, create a lot of bloating, they set off gases, and it's just a lot of discomfort in that area, right? So, uh, and then a lack of digestive enzymes potentially in the digestive tract that could also uh, be needed. So, when it comes to food allergies, here's the thing, there's, for, if you have never tried to really clean up your diet, this is very, and you have bloating, it's very possible that there's something that you're eating and you're completely unaware of that's causing bloating. That was the case for me and it's the case for so many people, I can't even tell you how many people experience this, where for me, for example, I was, I'd been eating wheat my entire life and I thought I was fat. And then uh, when I got wheat out of my diet, my pot belly went away. And I was like, whoa, I thought I was just having to always have to suck it in. I thought it was a little fat, but actually it was just inflammation in my intestines from a food that was irritating my digestive tract, my intestinal lining. So once I took that out, boom, my pot belly went away and uh, it was just much more comfortable. It's incredible how much taking a food irritant out of a diet will improve, not just the bloating, but remember, we're really trying to fix the digestive health because that's where our 80% of our immune system is. That's where we, we you know, we want to have our energy released to other areas so we're not have to, having to deal with things there. So there's so, so many reasons why we really want to handle this. So, so one thing that you could do is, for example, do like a <clears throat> whole 30 diet where you're eating very clean for 30 days. And then after that, you basically introduce foods one at a time. So this is called an elimination provocation diet where you clean up the diet completely. And like you take out wheat and sugar and dairy and corn, you know, grains and different things. And so then you feel really good. Okay, great. After you've done that for a few weeks, then you start to put in one food at a time and you look. You look at your bowel movements to see if that's changed, if they've gotten sticky, thin, loose, etc. You know something's going on with the food you're eating. And the other thing um, that you'll, you'll look for is the bloating or tiredness that you feel. Uh, sometimes people get like sinus congestion even, you know, with, uh, with reintroducing a food. So you'll do it one at a time and then you'll be able to kind of detect, oh yeah, I actually don't do well with this food or that food, etc. So that's called elimination provocation. And the idea there is that you on your own are doing some troubleshooting in terms of really cleaning up your diet for a few weeks. You feel really great. Your, your bloating's gone away. Uh, and then you're just like, okay, now I'm going to introduce foods one at a time. Now there's the usual suspects, right? Which are some of the things I mentioned like wheat, dairy, sugar, 
grains. Uh, so these are kind of more obvious, even, you know, rice is actually a very big culprit for a lot of people, maybe unbeknownst to them, um, because it's very common in our culture, at least Mexican culture, to eat rice. And so you just kind of never suspect that it's going to be that, right? And so you have the grains that are important to actually troubleshoot to see whether or not it's that. And then besides that, you sometimes, if that doesn't handle it, I would say you have, you might want to consider some uh, unusual suspects. And some of those, for example, would be like the cruciferous vegetables or, you know, things like kale, Brussels sprouts, uh, broccoli, things that are like kale has, uh, it's just tougher to digest altogether. And you don't want to eat it raw. You want to break it down like with lemon juice or something before or vinegar and acid before you consume it because it's very tough to digest. It's rough. But, um, but for some people, they react to like raw broccoli or, you know, Brussels sprouts, cruciferous vegetables. And you would think you're eating healthy because it is a healthy vegetable. And so you would never suspect it. And yet some people, for some reason, they have their, their intestines, they have some reaction there and they cannot digest this. So sometimes you have to either cook it a little bit so you can't eat it raw because you can't break it down all the way. Or you have to just eliminate that from your diet for a while. Uh, and yeah, so that's why I said first check out the most usual suspects, right? Wheat, sugar, corn, rice, possibly other grains, uh, dairy, and then kind of go into the a little bit more unusual suspects. Sometimes it's nuts, sometimes it's uh, broccoli, cruciferous vegetables, or just sometimes raw food. <clears throat> it's and, and sometimes that's seriously because of the, the stomach function. Raw food, is, it tastes a lot more enzymes and a lot more energy in order to actually break down because it's not pre-broken down by cooking and so if you raw food is, is difficult that might be an indication that either your stomach acid is low or you need more digestive enzymes to actually help break that food down and that's part of what's causing the bloating so that's regarding food food allergens and things to just think about and the support there would be digestive enzymes as well uh, and, uh, you know, stimulating the stomach acid function, both of those things. So digestive enzymes are things like lipase and protease, uh, things that help you break down proteins and fats, carbohydrates, uh, just, you know, usually you can find these standard process has a few good ones. Enzacor and Multizyme are really good ones. Um, but different brands will have, have, um, digestive enzymes. You'll just find something that, that really works for you. And it could be a support, and again, it's usually needed even more when you're in your 50s and 60s and beyond because you, you don't tend to have as much of this production internally. Uh, but it, we can still see it when somebody's younger. So it's just something to think these digestive enzymes and try to think of different foods that you have to take out of your diet and then reintroduce and be like, oh my gosh, it's that. It's definitely that. Like I get gassy or I get whatever when I eat broccoli or beans or corn or whatever, right? So it's good. It's just troubleshooting. Now, if you, if you don't really know and you're kind of getting confused about like, oh, I don't know if it's this or that, then I highly recommend that you go to a healthcare practitioner who can help you figure that stuff out. And so there's there are people that are trained in, in, in this. Specifically, they might use muscle testing or some other technique in order to help you figure out what foods you might be sensitive to or might be reacting to. On our webpage on functionalcode.com, we have that area that's like it's a tab that says find a practitioner so uh right now we have some practitioners uh sprinkled about in the united states might be close to your area or they could maybe consult you at a distance and just help you figure out what's going on 
you know, this is just sometimes, you know, we can get confused just trying to figure it out ourselves. So that's why that's there. So that's regarding that. And then the other reason would be because you have uh, an overgrowth of, of bacteria or fungus or some parasites in your digestive tract and it's causing bloating, bloating, it's setting off gases, it's causing uh, intestinal discomfort, right? So with these things, one of the things is definitely you have to clean up the diet because that's part of what's feeding the fungus or feeding the bad bacteria is, for example, overconsumption of sugar uh, or refined grains or uh, the glyphosate, which is in non-organic foods. It's a chemical that's found in just conventional farming nowadays. All of these things could be feeding the bad bacteria and the fungus, and so you have to get that stuff out, out of your diet. But then you want to feed the good bacteria through probiotics or through fermented foods that have naturally occurring probiotics. Uh, that's one way. And then uh, you might want to also take an herbal supplement that is antifungal or antibacterial, but it's it's a herbal, so it's not as you know as much of a bomb as an antibiotic. An antibiotic is just gosh, it's kind of like the last line of can't handle it any other way, or your life is really at risk. Then you might want to go the antibiotic route, but. Previous to that, you know, if you're just experiencing bloating, I don't think the antibiotics are necessarily needed at that point. We're just really wanting to reestablish the good bacteria and start to handle the bad bacteria through good fiber intake. Fiber will feed the good bacteria what it needs. It'll scrub your intestines a little bit. Uh, then we have probiotics. You might take an herbal supplement that's good for bacteria or fungus if you know what it is. And I would also say, if you have a coating on your tongue that's really thick white or yellow, that could be an indication that you have an overgrowth of bacteria or fungus in your intestines. Uh, that's a one, one area that we could look at for what's going on in the digestive tract as well as the tongue coating. It's very interesting. So, but, th but I would also say for that, you know, it can be confusing and you're just not sure how long to take them or what's the dose. And so the best thing to do is to go with a healthcare practitioner who is more well-versed and practice and seeing people... Uh, with this sort of stuff and again you can find somebody on our website if you don't have any personal recommendations uh, that can help you figure out what would be the best uh, supplements to take garlic for example is a fantastic supplement that's really good it's anti-parasitic it's uh, antifungal antibacterial so garlic pills garlic tablets are kind of like a really good substance to feed our intestines that will actually kind of help balance that whole thing out Again, every person is different, so this is not direct advice. I'm just kind of giving you some of my personal viewpoints on this. Every case is a little different. Some things will handle with some of these things. Some things are a little bit more complex and require, you know, the intervention or the help of a healthcare practitioner. Uh, because, you know, the bugs in the digestive tract, they're just very intelligent and they want to survive as well. So they try to burrow, hide, go away for a while, etc. So you can try some things on your own, but you can also, if you're not solving it, then, you know, go see somebody who can help you. And then the parasites, uh, yeah, the parasites are really interesting because they, they're very cyclical. There's different types of parasites. We can get them from food, uh, water supply. And so sometimes we just don't know they're there for a really long time. And so parasites have these cycles of, they know, like once you start feeding them these anti-parasitic supplements, they tend to you know, hatch, lay eggs, and then eggs hatch at night. So you can have to take certain, you know, parasitic supplement killers at night when the eggs are hatching. I know this might be a little gross for some of you, but it's important information, so stick with me. And then um, 
and then you it's usually on and off cycles where you're doing it like 10 days on five days off or something like that because they're very smart and so you kill off some of them but then some of them burrow and so you you give them a little bit of space think think that it, you know you're not doing anything and then boom you hit them up again and so there's a few cycles that you have to do that this part i tend to recommend healthcare practitioners because unless you really know what you're doing with parasites it can it can just not be as effective and you could spend a lot of time and money trying to handle it on your own where it could just be you spend your time spend a little bit more money and have less time and be more effective with a healthcare practitioner when it comes to parasites unless you really know what you're doing but these are things to think with with pathogens it could be fungal it could be bacterial it could be parasitic and these things if they're not handled or detected and handled then they're going to cause bloating for you and they're going to cause digestive stress and tiredness etc and more problems down the road if it's not that then you know if you have no idea whether or not it's that you start on the food route make sure your stomach acid is properly functioning feed yourself a little bit of apple cider vinegar or betaine hydrochloride pills a little bit of digestive enzymes and then do the elimination provocation deal where you're really cleaning up the diet and then you're reintroducing foods one at a time to figure out what it is what is the thing that's actually you know, making you bloated or that your body is reacting to and remember that your bowel movements will also give you a clue you've got your tongue coating and then your bowel movements that will give you a clue into uh what's going on with some of the foods like if, you, if your if your bowel movements are really thin or really sticky you're loose you know that something that you previously ate uh is now causing you uh some strain in the digestive tract and we want to maintain it not inflamed and we want to keep it nice and sealed and healed uh throughout our lives so it's good to have kind of like a first a detective sort of work on it and then a maintenance program regarding our digestive tract. So one of these maintenance things that I, I highly recommend is this supplement called Restore. It's a, such an incredible supplement. We'll have it in our store. Um, we're working on getting it on our store. But this supplement called Restore is incredible because it really it heals and seals the digestive tract, the the lining. Uh, collagen is also fantastic for that for helping to heal and seal the digestive tract uh, or bone soup, bone broth. And then also uh but this this supplement restore it reestablishes communication with the between the good bacteria which will then handle the bad bacteria and it will maintain the basically the integrity between the cells of the lining of your intestines so it's so important and it helps to naturally detox glyphosate and these chemicals that we're consuming through our diet it's so good for so many reasons it's one of those maintenance products i highly recommend collagen's a fantastic one also a good maintenance product or bone broth and so uh and then the digestive enzyme potentially especially if you're getting a little older or if you're heavily stressed with life then you know you might need a little bit more enzyme support digestive enzyme and then a little apple cider vinegar so yeah hopefully that information is helpful for you I just want to kind of mention these thing troubleshooting tips with bloating because there could be a lot of causes and things that you might be suspecting and other things that hopefully I've given you a few more things to potentially think with you might have not thought of that you could try uh and remember we've got some resources on our website in case you need those all right thanks so much for tuning in uh please share this information with anybody that you know is dealing with bloating and is kind of at a loss to figure out what to do we want to help more people so thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you on the flip side